Turn your Bibles to uh, John chapter 1, verse 40. John chapter 1, verse 40. Now this is just before Peter became uh, uh, Jesus' disciple. Let me get an amen. Anybody there? Amen. All right. John chapter 1, verse 40. Andrew, Simon, Peter's brother. So Simon, Peter's brother, um, was one of the two who heard what John had said and who had followed Jesus. The first thing Andrew did was, uh, was, I'm sorry, the first thing Andrew did was to find his brother Simon and to tell him, we have found the Messiah, that is the Christ, and he brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, you are Simon, son of John. You are, you will be called Cephas, which means, which when translated is Peter, which when translated again is rock. How many of you guys knew that? Peter's name, Peter means rock, okay? So, now before we go on, I want to read, <clears throat> excuse me, the, the, the first Peter chapter 2, okay? I just want you guys to know that. So, what happened with Peter in John chapter 1, he met Jesus. Jesus said, hey, I know who you are. He said, I will, you will no longer be called Simon, but Peter. He renamed him, okay? He renamed him Rock. And really, the only time that happened in the Bible with, was with Abraham and his wife, right? Pretty much. And uh, that's pretty much it as far as I can remember right now. Right? It, it rarely ever happened. Uh, Peter, I mean, he, he, he had to know that. So what an honor it was, right? It's like, whew. I mean, come on. If the Lord wants to change my, my name from Adolfo to, I don't know, Ricardo, hey, I'm all right with that. You know what I mean? <laughs> Call me Ricardo if you want to, Lord, you know? Amen. All right. Let's go to 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 1, really quick. Now now that you know just a little bit more about Peter, I want you, we're going to read uh, chapter 2 of his letter, all right? So, therefore... Rid yourselves of all malice and all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander of every kind. Like newborn babies crave pure spiritual milk, so that by it you may grow up in your salvation, now that you have tasted that the Lord is good. Somebody say, the Lord is good. Mm. Somebody say, I tasted sin. Somebody say, I tasted uh, God. God tastes better. Amen. All right. Now, the living stone and a chosen people. Keep on going down, sister. Verse 4. As you come to him, the living stone, rejected by men, but chosen by God and precious to him, you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For the scripture, it says, See, I lay a stone in Zion, a chosen and precious cornerstone, and the one who trusts in him will never be put to shame. Now, to you who believe, this stone is precious, but to those who do not believe, the stone the builders rejected has become the capstone, which is another word for cornerstone. <laughs> Since you are making me... Ooh, dizzy. Became the cor the capstone of the cornerstone and a stone that causes men to stumble and a rock that makes them fall. 
they stumble because they disobey the message, which is also what they were destined for. Keep on going down to verse 9. Amen. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into the wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you have not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Dear friends, I urge you as aliens and strangers in the world to abstain from sinful desires, to get away from it, which war against your soul, which is going to corrupt you, sin. Verse 12, live such good lives among the pagans that though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day he visits us. Keep on going down. Verse 13, submit yourselves for the Lord's sake to every authority instituted among men, rather to the king as the supreme authority or to the governors who are sent by him to punish those who do not, who do wrong and do, and to commend those who do right. Verse 15, for it is God's will that by doing good, he should silence the ignorant talk of foolish men. Ooh, come on. For it is God's will that by doing good, doing good, not by you saying, hey, shut up, you ignorant man. No, by doing good, right? For it is in God's will that by doing good, you should silence the ignorant talk of foolish men. So it's by your good deeds, right? Amen. By, by showing people that you're a Christian, right? Amen. Verse 16, live as free men, but do not use your freedom as a cover-up for evil. Oh, come on, somebody. Live as servants of God. Show proper respect to everyone. Love the brotherhood of believers. Fear God. Honor the king. Oh, come on now. Ain't that simple right there? Come on. Honor the king, right? Verse 18. Slaves, submit yourselves to your masters with all respect, not only to those who are good and considerate, but also to those who are harsh. For it is commendable if a man bears up under the pain of unjust suffering because he is cautious of God. But, not, but how is it to your credit if you receive a beating for doing wrong and endure it? But if you suffer for doing good and you endure it, this is commendable before God. To this you were called because Christ suffered for you leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. Let's go down to verse 22. He committed no sin, and no deceit was found in his mouth. Who, who, who is he talking about right now? Jesus. When they hurled their insults at him, he did not retaliate. When he suffered, he made no threats. Instead, he entrusted himself to him, who judges justly. He trusted himself to him who judges justly. Verse 24, he himself bore our sins in his body on the tree, which is the cross, so that we might die to sins, so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. But his wounds you have been healed. 
by his wounds you have been healed. Amen. Verse 25, for you were like sheep going astray, but now you have returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. Hallelujah. Come, come on, somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. Amen. Come on, one more time. That sounded so good. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. Woo! Come on. Woo. Now we just read all of chapter 2. All of chapter 2 right down. Bam. I want you, I wanted, I wanted us to just read the whole chapter so we get an understanding of what Peter is trying to say. And now that we know just a little bit more about Peter being called the rock, not the guy that does the eyebrow, but, but his name doing being named the rock, right? <laughs> that was goofy. Amen. Now, I want to give you a little bit more feedback, okay? Now, Peter, his name translates to what? One more time. Rock, okay? Now we go to go to Matthew chapter 16. Matthew chapter 16 verse 13. Let me get an amen when you're there. All right, chapter 13. Peter's confession of Christ. Amen. All right. When Jesus came to the region of uh, Caesarea. Uh, wait, see Surya. There you go, something like that. When Jesus came to that region, he asked his disciples, who do people say the Son of Man is? So he asked them a real quick, uh, simple question, right? He asked them a very simple question. Who do people say the Son of Man is? Verse 14, he, they replied, some, day, uh, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others, Jeremiah or one of the other prophets. Verse 15, but what about you? He asked. What about you? What do you say? What do I, uh, who do you say I am? Jesus is asking. Simon Peter answered. Peter answered, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Did he answer right? Amen. Now, verse 17, Jesus replied, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by man, but by my Father in heaven. Verse 18, And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades, or hell, will not overcome it. Verse 19, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Verse 20, Then he warned his disciples not to tell anyone, that he was Christ, because it wasn't time for anybody else to know yet. Amen? Now, because of Peter's name meaning rock, Catholics, we're going to do a little, a little lesson here, Catholics connect Matthew 16, 13, what we just read right now, uh, with Peter being the first pope, because Jesus said, and on this rock I will build my church. So you guys know who the pope is, right? In the Catholic church, everybody know who the pope is? The big guy with the funny hat? Yeah, that guy. Now, specifically, they got it in verse 18, uh, this is Jesus saying, and I tell you, I'm sorry, and I tell you that you are Peter, rock, and I tell you that you are rock, and on this rock I will build my church. So it's easy to see where they're coming from with that. Very easy, because it sounds like it, right? He's going to build his church off of Peter, meaning Peter uh, being the head of the church, the Pope or whatever, right? But the term rock was used 
many times in the Old Testament and the New Testament, the whole Bible, as a reference to God. Not once was it really used as a reference to man. Never. Never. You see, and I'm going to give you a couple of scriptures to turn to. I want you to turn to Deuteronomy chapter 32. See, by the rock, when he said, by, uh, on this rock I will build my church, he was talking about himself. He was talking about God. Deuteronomy chapter 32, we're kicking it back old school, Old Testament. Verse 4, he is the rock. His works are perfect and all his ways are just. A faithful God who does no wrong, upright, and just is he. So he is the rock, meaning God is the rock. Deuteronomy 32, let's skip down to, to verse 15. Now this person grew up uh, fat, kicked, filled with uh, food. He became heavy and sleek. He abandoned the God who made him and rejected the rock, his Savior. The rock, his Savior. Deuteronomy 13, verse, uh, 32, verse 18. Scroll down to 18. You deserted the rock who fathered you. Now, come on. Is a rock really a father? Can I grab a rock and say, this, this is my father or something? No, he's talking about God. You deserted the rock who, de, who, uh, who fathered you. You forgot the God who gave you birth. Now, we got some Old Testament references there. And there's more, actually. But right now I give you three, and I want to give you one in the New Testament. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, Paul uses uh, the phrase the rock to describe uh, Christ. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, let me get an amen when you're there. Amen. Uh, For I do not warn you to be ignorant of the fact, brothers, that you, that our forefathers were all under the cloud and that they all passed through the sea. They were all baptized into Moses in the cloud and the sea. They all ate the same spiritual food and drank the same spiritual drink. For they drank from the spiritual rock that accompanied them. And that rock was who? That rock was, that rock was who? Christ. Jesus called himself the rock. Now, let's go to Matthew chapter 21, where Jesus actually calls himself the rock. Matthew chapter 21, verse 42. Let me get an amen when you're there. Amen. All right. Jesus said to them, have you never read the scriptures? The stone the builders rejected has become the capstone or cornerstone. The Lord has done this. And it is marvelous in our eyes. Come on now. He's quoting scripture. He's quoting. Now see Jesus. Somebody say Jesus worked the word. That's right. Now they had scripture too. He was quoting Psalms uh, chapter 118 verse 22 and 23. See he was using that scripture as the fulfillment of prophecy saying, hey, that stone, that stone that builders rejected, that's me. A stone rock are the same things. That stone, that rock that builders rejected, that, yeah, that, that's me. That cornerstone, yeah, yeah, that's me. Jesus himself refers to him as, as the stone, as the rock. So when you put all these scriptures together and all the other scriptures that are found in the Old and New Testament, you know, we find that Peter was not being referred as the Pope and the rock of 
of the church. It was Jesus on this rock. He's saying on this rock, this guy right here, you will, the, the church will be built. Amen? That's what he was saying. So if you ever hear anything different, you know what's up. Amen? All right, all right. Now let's, let's, uh, let's continue reading. Now let's go to 1 Peter chapter 2. Now we're going to focus out of all of chapter 2, we're going to focus on verses 4 through 10. Let me get an amen when you're there. All right, so what's the title of this passage? Well, what are the three, the first three letters, everybody? Nice and now, the first three, the first three words, what are they? The living stone. And who's the living stone? Jesus. All right, a rock and stone are the same thing, meaning even Peter says that Jesus is the rock. Now, by, by that, I mean uh, throughout the scripture, through, uh, between verse 4 and 10, because obviously he didn't make a title for his, own, uh, for his own letter, the living stone and the chosen people. No, he didn't write that. That was added in there. But Peter is going to go ahead and give commentary of what he thinks, of what he knows, what the real rock, the, what the real stone is. And verse 4, I want everybody to just look at me real quick. Hold your fist up like this. Your right hand. Nice and high, all right? And we're going to read. Verses 4 to 10, and every time you hear stone, rock, or cornerstone, I want you to go, okay, that's one. Oh, oh rock, that's two. Oh, that, that's three. Okay, and we're going to see just how many times uh, supposedly this pope, you know what I mean? No, not the pope. Peter himself says that Jesus is the rock and the stone, okay? Everybody ready? All right. So as you come to him, the living stone... Rejected by men, but chosen by God and precious to him, you also, now don't get confused here, it, uh, it's going to say like living stones. Don't count that because he's saying to us, you also, because we're said to imitate Christ, right? So he said like living stones, you're supposed to be like living stones, okay, so that doesn't count, are being built into a spiritual house uh, to be a holy priesthood offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Verse 6, for the scripture says, keep your hands up, come on. See, I lay a stone in Zion, a chosen and precious cornerstone, and the one who trusts in him will never be put to shame. Verse 7, now to you who believe this stone is precious, but to those who do not believe, the stone the builders rejected has become the cap stone or cornerstone and a stone that causes men to stumble and a rock that makes them fall. They stumble because they disobey the message, which is also what they were destined for. How many times is that? Eight times. Eight times, eight times the word, he's using references as rock, cornerstone, uh, the stone itself to, to, to say that, hey, that's God, that's Jesus, right? So Peter himself, go ahead and miss that, and he's working the word. He quotes Isaiah chapter 28. He quotes Psalm 118, just like Jesus did. He quotes Isaiah chapter 8, verse 14. He's working the word. Somebody say, Peter's working the word. I guess I should work the word too. All right, then let's work the word, amen? Amen, before it works you, all right? Amen. All right, so with, uh, within these six verses, verses 4 through 10, the six verses, Peter speaks of three main topics. Three main topics. He speaks 4 through 6, he speaks the Christian's relationship to the rock. 
in verses 7 to 8, the unbelievers' relationship to the rock, which is Jesus. Verses 9 through 10, the Christians' relationship to God. So, number one, the first topic, the Christians' relationship to the rock. Second topic, the unbelievers' relationship to the rock. And number three, the Christians' relationship to God. Amen? So, both Peter and Paul tells us um, to imitate Christ and use, and use him as our example, right? You guys heard that before? Christ is our example, right? And we get, these, uh, we get that from 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 21. Uh, to this you are called because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. So Peter says we have to follow in his steps as in, uh, because he set an example for us. And Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, and Paul, for those of you who don't know, is another apostle, another disciple. Awesome man that wrote um, two-thirds of the entire New Testament, right? Great man. So he tells us in uh, chapter 11, verse 1, follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. So follow me as I follow the example that Christ left for me, right? So two times we're, we're told to follow the example of Christ. Now, and, um, and topic number one, the Christian's relationship to the rock, the Christian's relationship to Jesus. Verse 4, it says, as you come to him, the living stone, rejected by men, but chosen by God and precious to him. Verse 5, you also like living stones like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be holy, to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, because Christ is the living stone, we must imitate the living stone and share in the ministry like Jesus, right? Share in the ministry of Jesus. So do what he did, creating the church. We need to share the ministry of Jesus Christ. We need to be the church. We need to stand up and be the church and go out and create churches. Amen. I'm doing, I'm sorry, in doing so, in doing, uh, in imitating Christ and his ministry, we must offer sacrifices acceptable to God. Sacrifice your time during the day and worship him. Sacrifice your time during the day and pray to him. Read about him. Talk about him. Preach about him, all right? Uh, these are sacrifices that are acceptable to God, man. He loves those sacrifices. Amen? Now, Paul explains uh, it extremely similar. He, he explains it similar. And uh, turn your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 19. Let me get an amen when you're there. Amen. Consequently... You are no longer foreigners and aliens, but fellow citizens with God's people and members of God's household, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. Oh, come on, somebody. In him, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him, you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives his spirit. So we are being built as a church together as one body. Do you guys know what a cornerstone is, what a chief stone is? 
It's that it's, it's the keystone, the headstone, like like uh, uh, um, like this for for example. Imagine this was was oval shaped, like those old uh, Roman Empire uh, doorways. You guys know what I'm talking about. In the middle is a huge stone, and it's shaped uh, kind of like a triangle slash rectangle, right? Boom, boom, this way. And um, without that stone, the whole thing will just tumble down. You remove that stone. The whole structure just just fall down. That's why it's called the 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 chief stone, the cornerstone, the uh, the keystone. It has many nicknames. That is necessary for the foundation to stand. And you ever, you guys ever seen the the Colosseum in Rome, the big stadium, with a whole bunch of those uh, doorways? Now each one is being held by those keystones. Amen. So now you guys, uh, those of you who do not know, now you guys know what Paul and Peter are referring to as Jesus being our cornerstone, our keystone. Because remove Jesus out of our lives, we're going to fall down and crumble. All right. So number two, the unbeliever's relationship to the rock. So the second topic, Peter quotes Old Testament prophecy that has come true for non-believers two thousand years ago. And non-believers right now. Okay, so he's quoting, he was quoting Isaiah and, and, and Psalms, right? He qu- quoted Isaiah twice and, and Psalms once. And he was talking about, he was talking to the unbelievers that were then 2,000 years ago. And guess what? The unbelievers right now, right? So he says in verses 7, the stone the builders rejected has become the capstone or cornerstone. And he quoted that in Psalms 118, verse 22. Verse 8, he says, A stone that causes men to stumble and a rock that makes them fall. And he's quoting Isaiah chapter 8, verse 14. They stumble, they stumble because they disobey the message. You see, they stumble. See, imagine if there was a rock there and you didn't see it, physically a rock, and you didn't see it, and it's in your way. Guess what? You're going to stumble. You're going you're gonna to trip over it, right? Right? Because you're not supposed to be walking around the rock. You're not supposed to be walking around the thing that's solid. You're supposed to be standing on top of it because it's foundation. You have to stand on top of it, and then you'll be okay. But those of you, uh, for those people who, who don't see it who, or choose not to see it, fools, Imagine if someone just seen a big rock right there in the middle and says, I see that rock. No, but I'm going to pretend it's not there. I'm going to pretend it's not there. I'm going to pretend it. Boom, what's going to happen? He's going to run into the rock. He's going to trip over. You know what I mean? Look, that's people today. They see the rock. They know it. We preach to them. But they still want to disobey. They still don't want to listen. They stumble, according to Peter, because they disobey the message. They disobey the message. Now let's go to topic number three, verse, uh, verses 9 through 10, the Christian's relationship to God. Verse 9, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of the darkness into his wonderful light. Ooh, come on, somebody. Come on. I say, I was called. Into the wonderful light of Jesus Christ. Amen. All right. In the Old Testament, the Israelites were called God's chosen people. Today, all true followers, true followers, disciples, people who truly follow God and love God with all their heart, 
um, followers of Christ are considered chosen in the sense of being part of the church. All right? So now we are the chosen people. The followers of Christ are the chosen people who Peter is talking about. And in Titus uh, chapter 2, verse 13, we see that while we wait for the, bless, for the blessed hope, the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all wickedness and, and to purify himself a people that are his very own, eager to do what is good. I love that, man. Everybody, let's, let everybody turn there for me, please. Titus chapter 2, verse 13. Mark that in your Bibles, man. Let that be. Let that be you right there. While we wait for the blessed hope, let us wait for him. Let us not wait in vain. Let us, let us go and do what we're commanded to do. Live a holy life. Preach his word. Be a disciple. Be mentored. Titus chapter 2, verse 13. Let me get an amen when you're there. Amen. All right. And while we wait, elevate while we wait for the blessed hope, the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us, to save us from all, all wickedness. All wickedness, not some, not bits and pieces. He said from all wickedness and to purify himself a people that are his very own. A people, we are a people that are his very own, eager to do what is good. Amen? Come on. You know what? Verse 10 is a beautiful, one of my favorite parts of all of chapter 2. Verse 10 of, of uh, 1 Peter chapter 2. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Come on. Somebody say amen for that. Lila, if I could have you on the keyboard for me, please. We're about to take communion to prepare yourself. Uh, spiritually, get an attitude of prayer, everybody, right now. If I can have everybody's eyes closed for just a second. And we're just going to go ahead and close out in prayer and take communion. But before, before we do that, I just want to repeat that scripture. First Peter, go ahead, sister. First Peter, chapter 2, verse 10. Once you were not a people, but now... You are the people of God. Come on, all eyes closed. Think about this. See, once you were not a people, once you were not a people, to God you were nothing. You were just another creation that rejected Him. But now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy... But now you have received it. Hallelujah. Lord, Father, I thank you for being a chosen generation. I thank you for your mercy, Father God. I thank you, Lord, Father, for being, being able to call myself a people of God. 
being part of a people of God, Jesus. Thank you, Father. We thank you, Jesus, and we're about to take communion, Lord, Father God, in remembrance of your sacrifice. We're going to eat the wafer that represented your flesh that was broken for us, Lord. We're going to drink the grape juice that represented the blood that was shed for us, that purified us, oh God. Lord, Father, we take this remembrance of you and your sacrifice. Jesus, we love you. Stay with us, Lord, Father God. Let your presence dwell in us. Lord, Father, you say that you will never leave nor forsake, Lord Jesus. You will never leave us. You will never forsake us, God. Thank you, Jesus. And I pray, Lord Father, that people accept this message today, Lord Father, and begin their new life with you, Jesus. Have your way tonight, Lord Father. Above all things, allow your will to be done in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. If you guys just come on up. If I have one line over here, another line. You know what? Let's just have the line start from over here. So just come on, come on up. When you grab the, the communion, feel free to go wherever you want. Uh, spend that time with the Lord in prayer, just remembering what He's done in your life, what He could do in your life. The Lord is with you, mighty
finish take communion just do your thing you guys can hang out if you need special prayer for anything just come on forward man we're going to pray for you um, anything if anybody needs any type of prayer it doesn't matter what it's for just come on up and we'll pray for you the Lord is with you, mighty warrior. The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. So you're done praying then be blessed you're good cafe is going to be open in a couple minutes uh, if you're still praying keep on praying don't worry don't feel rushed uh, cafe will be open in just a second <laughs>